Thank you very much. It's good to be with you all today. I'm joined by a, a pretty large team this afternoon as we're going to be doing something quite different than our standard uh, briefing based on the most recent round of experiments. We still have many of those types of briefings coming up as we've completed more experiments with email uh, and also, of course, landing pages and other various forms of optimization that we continue to study. And it's interesting. Uh, we continue to see and learn remarkable new uh, insights based on this massive library of experiments that we've can, uh, been compiling over the years. However, today is different. And, uh, you know, we are a team of scientists and clinicians, but we there's a bit of humor uh, today, although the objective is quite serious. This is a special live optimization clinic. We're going to be optimizing the landing pages of our listening audience on this call. Today's focus is on B2B landing pages. We've already done one on B2C, and uh, this clinic is B2B landing pages as we're trying our best to serve uh, the whole majority of our audience with as much useful information as possible. You want to watch as we start to tear down these landing pages. Some of them will be from you who joined us now for this presentation. But even if we don't get to your landing page, we're going to be constantly pulling out transferable principles that can apply to any landing page. Uh, as part of our approach, however, we're going to be running a contest. And uh, I was caught by surprise the last time we taught this with some of the slides that were slipped in here as we discuss the contest. Our editors of the Mark Experiments Journal have humorously called this Optimizing with the Stars. And for our contest, we requested information about your landing pages, primary channels, target audience, and then from an overwhelming response, we selected 10 pages. Five of our participants' pages are, were selected for this clinic. You may not even know if your page has been selected. But these uh, participants are eligible for the grand prize, which I'll talk about, and other special prizes. Five of the elimination round pages will be reviewed by our team and posted to our blog, and you'll be able to go there and also get information that should help you. And then five of today's attendees, those of you that are simply contributing the most with incisive and actionable, helpful commentary using the Q&A feature of your site, will also be awarded, and we'll talk to you a little bit about those awards as well. In terms of methodology, we're going to be using the conversion sequence that many of you are familiar with. It is a heuristic developed in our laboratory for optimization. If you don't understand the model that you see in front of you now, then please go to our website, and there's $10 million worth of research there. It is free. Get a hold of it. Uh, type conversion sequence into the search box and discover how to use this. Today, we'll be using it in depth as we apply it to these various pages. Uh, I have a number of people <laughs> with me. I only saw this slide. That before, was so. not in the original <laughs> presentation. <laughs> that is Jimmy Ellis. Uh, he's a shy fellow. Uh, Jimmy's our director of optimization. What's interesting if you met him, because he's just a, he's brilliant at optimization, but he's also a hulking six foot something muscle bound. I'm looking for the picture right here. I mean, I really. <laughs> Doing yeah, well. you do look slim there, Jimmy. It's uh, it's done wonders for you. But I would, uh, I, I fear the graphic artist's life is in danger. Uh, in keeping with the theme, however, that is Jimmy on the left, and that's Aaron Rosenthal on the right. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we're also joined today uh, by Brian Carroll, who is an expert in B2B marketing and is the CEO of InTouch, which is uh, one of the companies in uh, the Mech Labs group family, along with Marketing Sherpa and Marketing Experiments. And Brian is going to be assisting us today and working with me as we move through each of these examples because he has much to say, not just about the page itself, but the entire process. Brian, welcome. Thank you. And uh, we'll be hearing more from Brian as we, as we go through this. And Brian, feel free to jump in as you have insights, you know, as we as we go through. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, there's a lot of what we do here that's extemporaneous. We do a tremendous amount of preparation, but uh, I don't want to stop you, Brian, if you have a good point. Let us know as we continue. Okay? Oh, thank you. So Jimmy is with us. Aaron is with us. Hunter Boyle, which is the managing editor of the journal, is with us. Boris uh, Grinko, who is a senior researcher at uh, Marketing Experiments, and then Adam Lapp, who is an analyst in our team, will all be discussing these pages as we work through them. And, uh, and let me just show you one more thing. At the end of this time together, we're going to be asking you to vote, and the grand prize winner, that is the audience favorite, uh, the one that you believe, the site that you believe can be helped the most, will receive a complete uh, Marketing Experiments Landing Page Assessment, which is uh, a very expensive package of research and work done. There's an outline on this slide that discusses point by point what all that entails, but it's much more in-depth than what we'll be doing on the phone and should make a difference for the winner. And, of course, you'll be choosing that winner. Also, the forerunner up in today's clinic can choose two passes to our landing page optimization workshop in Miami on March 14th or uh, a Marketing Experiments online certification course. And uh, plus, um, the rest of you that did not make it here, uh, five of you will be analyzed in terms of your websites, at least by our team and the Marketing Experiments blog. One last thing I want to show you is uh, Brian's uh, book. We're not selling books today, and uh, we have nothing for sale in this entire event, just for what it's worth. But it's a superb book, and we're going to be giving that book to five of today's audience participants whose comments are deemed most perceptive and incisive. We'll be watching. We read every single entry that you post, and uh, we'll do our very best to help you. And we're going to note which one of you are providing us the greatest feedback, and we shall send you a copy of this uh, book. It's a best-selling book on the subject, and it outlines step-by-step step the lead generation process. Flint, so, there's, no, there's no embarrassing picture of Brian on here. What is the deal? Well, uh, we've actually never met Brian. He's like Charlie on Charlie's <laughs> Angel. He, he hides in some <laughs> unknown location. Um, but we're, uh, we're going to move right into the first page. So let's... Uh, Let's prepare to do that, but first I want to ask you a simple question as we try to understand our audience. We want to get a sense for the size of your organization, and just vote, one, two, three, four. I'm going to ask our tech team to start that poll, and um, as we do, you'll notice a change on your screen. Just launch, we're going to launch the poll, vote, and let us know which best describes you. Fewer than 49 employees, 50 to 999, 1,000 to 4,999 or 5,000 or more, your organization. And um, uh, as soon as we have 75, that's it. We're going to close the poll now. We'll actually show you as the audience so you can get a see, sense of how the audience has voted. And uh, there is a breakdown of the actual attendees in this particular clinic today. All right. Thank you for helping us with these things. And uh, let's get right to a page. Here's the organization. 
uh, Panaya is what I see. I may not be pronouncing it properly. Primary channel that they've indicated for us is paid search, PBC. The target audience, uh, SAP directors or project managers and companies that are planning to upgrade their SAP system. And uh, we're going to ask Jimmy to start out and talk to us about this page. But before we do, we want to show it to you. Notice the paid search ad. Then notice the actual landing page. And then please speak to us. Use your Q&A feature and tell me, tell me, how would you improve this page? What's the number one change you would make? Look at the ads, too. Look at the ad, too. Look at the ad. Very important. I'm interesting. I'm reading what's coming in. Uh, a lot of stuff going on, says Greg. Reduce the amount of copy, says Arpin. Rick says too much going on. Uh, make the PPC offer match the LP offer, says Robert. Uh, the percentages don't match. Uh, <laughs> good point. 40 to 50%. Someone else said way too busy, says Judy. Uh, landing page too crowded, says Alex. We have a lot of pages to cover today. We want to do as much as we can at the right pace to help as many of you as possible, uh, you know, learn from this process. So, Jimmy, talk to us. If this were your assignment in our research group and you had to improve the performance of this page as it connects to this ad, what would you do? Well, let's go to the next page. We'll start with the ad. Okay. We'll go through each piece. Very good. First thing we're going to do is look at, look at the ad on the next slide as soon as it shows up here. Here we go. So the first, your first challenge is to try to get a click on the ad that you have. In this particular case, it's Google uh, AdWords, and their ad is a third down from the top. So in the search term was SAP upgrades, if you can see that below that little cutout box. So compared to these ads, you're trying to answer it with the question, why should I click on your ad over everybody else's ad? And on this particular one, they almost win by default just because they're the only ad that says upgrading SAP. But there are some problems and some improvements that we can make. There, are, there is no value prop information in the headline. And if I don't know what ECC6 is, because I don't know what it is, it may be industry standard, it may be their product, it has no value to me. So I would test versions that have the exact keywords in the headline. So SAP upgrades is in the headline. That's exactly what someone types in the search box in Google. And I would also include a piece of the value proposition that they could use, something like, say, 50%. So the other point is we rarely see questions work well as headlines and landing pages or the headline or, or, or anywhere pretty much in pay-per-click ads. There are some exceptions, but many times as the headline is upgrading to SAP ECC6, well, if you're a qualified prospect and you know what ECC6 is um, and you know you already have to upgrade, why are you asking the question? They already know. So using that basically does us a more valuable way to use that headline space. I would test that uh, a version, something like SAP upgrade 50% in the headline. I would also mention that there, there was a free demo on the landing page, and none of you guys pointed it out because you couldn't tell. <laughs> you could, there was a form. You saw the form, but you did not know that that was a free demo. So we're going to get to that in a second with the landing page, but I would also test that free demo in this page because the one main reason because it – may provide more value to the consumer, but more importantly, it is the easiest way to start a relationship with low risk and low anxiety to your prospective customer. And so for B2B, that is very, very important. 
what is the easiest way to start the relationship? Usually a free demo, free guide, free book, some, some kind of training that would be free is an easy way to get them uh, basically started, start building a relationship. And if your product, I'm not sure what this SAP system costs. I didn't see, you know, it says say 50%, but I didn't actually see a number. Let's say it's $5,000. Well, and people aren't typically going to click through on a pay-per-click ad, go to a landing page, and instantly buy a $5,000 product. It typically does not happen. You guys probably know that already. So those are the main changes I would make on this particular pay-per-click ad. There's also a natural search ad that we'll talk about in just a minute. So let's go to the actual landing page. So you guys pointed out a lot of the stuff that we're going to make on the landing page. Let's go to the next slide. Here we go. Okay, the, 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 the first point that someone already made it on, on, the, on the conference was the percentages do not match up. It says 50% off in the ad, 40% off on the landing page. That is what we call a negative surprise. You've instantly lost credibility. I'm not sure about your company. And now, since you've already, uh, I'm going to say you've already lied to me, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm going to continue reading at all. I'm not going to give you that five seconds I would typically give someone. I'm just going to head off the page. So the first thing you need to do is correct that and make sure that they connect. Whatever you say in the ad has to be true or better on the landing page. Let's, let me give you another instance. Go ahead. Jimmy, I want to emphasize one thing that Jimmy's just said. It's not that we think that you're deliberately lying, but Jimmy is thinking through the mindset of the person coming to this page. You do not optimize web pages. You optimize the sequence of thoughts. People do not buy from web pages. People buy from people. You told me 50. Now you're saying 40. And your credibility has just been cut in half by at least 50%. And whereas we politely on the phone here talking to a colleague would not say, you just lied, the person who doesn't know you sorting you out like a piece of bad direct mail from all the other entries is quite happy to write you off as someone untrustworthy based on a simple point like that because they're looking for a reason not to buy from you but to eliminate you from their pool of choices. Jimmy, go back. Keep going. Absolutely. So so, so next is, you know, I'm trying, trying to make that connection between the ad and the landing page. We already talked about the 40%. Next point is is the ECC6, which is I, I'm so confused. I don't know what it is. Let's say someone did because I'm not an SAP person, and, and I'm sure there's, there's a group of you on the phone that's like, oh, this guy doesn't know SAP. He's not qualified. Well, okay, I know what ECC6 is, and that's exactly why I clicked on it. I want to upgrade to ECC6. I get the landing page. There is not a single piece of text on here that says ECC6. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a standard. If I did, even if I did, I'd want to see that because that's the upgrade I'm trying to get to, the ECC6 Jimmy, version or product. I'd like to point out that it is in the footer of the page. <laughs> oh, it's in the footer? <laughs> Dang it. It's the last Aaron, line on the page. Now, he's right, but the point is, if it's down there, it doesn't matter at this point. But, uh, exactly. Exactly. All right. <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's talk about some of the layout and design problems. So the, in terms of the header, we say, you'll hear us say it over and over again, is every element on the page must state or support the value proposition, and that doesn't do it. Um, it's just a, a, a looks like a stock image of a, a good-looking young lady and some people in the background cheering. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the way I would feel if I were to upgrade my uh, SAP software, but maybe it is. Um, I'd, I'd rather have something that either shows me a chart or graph of how uh, how much money I can save, time I can save, uh, ease of implementation, something that states or supports the value proposition in that header space. The other thing is that white text on the light bluish background, it is hard to see that. That text, get lost, text gets lost, and it's that headline up there, if it was the same as the ad, 
would be much better than uh, the one that I currently see, which is the, the SAP Upgrade Challenge, which has no value to me. I know you're trying to address the, the problem with the consumer and, and stuff like that, which is a, a traditional style of doing a headline, but um, it, we see over and over again, you need to build the value and value prop elements into headlines, drive them through the copy into the call to action. So on that point, the copy right under the headline is light gray. I can barely read it at this particular resolution. Yes, it's easier to read on the page, but it's hard for me to find the important points that will help me make a buying decision for this particular product or service. Jimmy, I if I get, Jimmy let me just say yeah. something, because I'm still trying to draw transferable principles. And while we're going to have a leader talking about each one of these, I want the staff uh, to feel free to jump in as, yeah, at, at some point like this, it, and so that it's interactive and everybody can learn. Listen, one of the quickest ways to build your landing page is a piece of clip art and a question at the top. You know, we got the cheering people and a girl's face that you either got, you know, from stock photos or that you had taken in the company's stock photo library. In either case, uh, that, that combination is respectable in the marketing community, but dismal in terms of results. You asked me, how can you save up to 40% on your SAP upgrade cost? I asked you. That's what I came here for, myself. I'm asking you that question. Quit asking me. When I get here, I want you to show me how I can do that. I don't want you to hit me with a form and then continue, as Jimmy's going to show you, and draw my eyes past the form, down the page to a bunch of useless images. I have lost the whole point when I got to this page. And, and I mean this, you know, and try, trying to be helpful, by the way, to our to our audience member who submitted it, but we're going to be critical because we're trying to find the money. So uh, keep going, Jimmy. But I just, I just don't want the audience to blow past this. 80% of the B2B pages we look at, the B2B pages have a useless piece of art up there on the left and then, and then the wrong question. Could keep going, Jimmy. Absolutely. So, you know, using what Flint just said, we changed the headline to something like, let us show you how we can save you up to 40% on your SAP upgrade cost, something like that. So you're stating it. You're stating the value. It's very, it's, it's very specific to what you're looking for. You drive them through the copy. Now, we, we, you hear us say this all the time, you know, bullet points, bullet points. We say that because people are scanning this information, looking for the pieces that they can identify with that will help them make a smart buying decision, and I don't see that. If you go down the page, those strong images draw you past the form on the right, but the, even if you see the form on the right, it says find out now. Well, I mean, that's what I see because that's actually the biggest, some of the biggest text on the page. There's no value to that. I don't know what it is, so I, I dismiss it anyways, even if I did see it. So I, I see the strong blue images in the boxes and the gray boxes with the white text in them. I'm not sure what that is. Maybe I see it at the demo. It doesn't offer me that much value because I'm not even sure if I'm interested in, in, in working with your company at this point. You see some sort of screenshot and some images at the very bottom of the page, Bosch and Schlumberg and GSK. But I mean, what, what value is that? I mean, clients can add value, but most people will start clicking on those. So I think you need to qualify that a little bit more. This person is asking the customers to read too much into that image. If that image at the bottom of the page is not immediately identifiable with what they are supposed to do, it's not going to work. And how it's going to help them, it's not going to work. There's, so not enough, there's, not, there's not enough meaning on the page, and the reason is because the thoughts are in the wrong sequence. If you're listening right now and you have a B2B lead generation page and you're listening to all of these good points these guys are making, please bear this in mind. It's not just a matter of a list of changes, but it's controlling a sequence of thoughts. You're asking up here for them to find out now and schedule a demo before you've given them any information. 
in the central pane where you move down vertically in a sequence of thoughts and come to the conclusion that you want to get a demo, there's nothing. Over on the right-hand side, crowded like it's a banner, stuck amidst a bunch of images and lost compared to them is a request for you to, to, to provide a first name, a last name, a company, an email, even a phone number before you really are in the mental position to make that decision. The single most important way that you could probably improve your landing pages right now is to stage the sequence of thoughts in the right order. Don't ask this girl to marry you yet. You haven't even been on a date with her. I would like to add it's not clear uh, from an objective standpoint what they're trying to do. Is their goal to schedule a demo? Um, are they trying to educate people about the, the process, and it, it really isn't clear, um, you know, where am I at and what are you asking me to do? And is, is this page ultimately answering the question to find out how? Um, is, is the demo the, the best way for a person to identify that when they really don't know your company? And what's involved in a demo? What does that, what does that mean? Is it uh, how long? Absolutely. Absolutely good point. Jimmy, I, we, we took a little longer on this one because we're setting up all the others, but I'm going to shift to this last page for, just to, for you to give me quick comments on this portion, if we can do that, and then let's go on to another one, although if there's anything else you want to add, now is the time. Let's do it. I just want to get to as many pages as we possibly can. So, yeah, so here's how we connect the ads and the landing pages, even the natural search ones. So, I would take the top performing pay-per-click ad copy that is working for you right now and build it into your headlines, subheadlines, and, and value bullet points on the landing page. So any of the stuff that is working in pay-per-click to get you a click, you need to build those <coughs> into PPC-specific landing pages and use those exact keywords and copy. But also, like the, whatever you say in your ad, especially if you have a free trial or demo, Make that extraordinarily clear on the landing page and how they get started. Right now, you see find out now. You don't see start your free demo. Last point would be something like for the SEO listing. The SEO listing says, world's first automated SAP upgrade. That is part of what would be a very good, real value proposition that you could prove. But they haven't done that. I don't see it on the landing page, and they haven't proven it anywhere. So take information like that and make sure that if, if you're seeing that, as, if, if natural search is, is a lot of your traffic, Make sure that information is on the landing page because they're seeing it in the search listings. Excellent point. All right. I'm going to move on to the next one. Uh, that was well done, Jimmy and uh, team. And, uh, Jimmy, feel free to jump in if you have an extra thought here. Uh, we'll let uh, Hunter Boyle lead this next discussion, but uh, we will uh, be alongside of him. Uh, and uh, Moog is the company name, and the primary channel is uh, a newsletter, and the target audience is design engineers. So uh, with that in mind, I am turning to the first piece of copy for us to look at, and I will uh, ask you as the audience to notice the link. And notice on the right-hand side, Hunter, is that a landing page on the right-hand side? It should be pulling up in a second. What you should be seeing is the ad in the email newsletter on the left and the actual landing page on the right. Yes, yes. All right, so looking at that page, let me get your thoughts on how you would improve this page. I'm asking the audience to help us now. Good. Good. Keep sending in your thoughts. Here we go. So no value proposition. Lose the orange, says Chris. No uh, pre-pop on the names, Tom White. Uh, link on image as well. Confusing, says Kendra. Too hypey, 
the words world first, says John. Why would I submit, says Tommy? It's unclear. Uh, transfer customer info from newsletter into boxes uh, back to pre-population. Clear primary headline, says Ryan. Why not bring the color over from the, basically from the ad to the landing page? Uh, make the link a simple address. Good point. I can't see uh, way too much text. Robbie says, Robert says way too long. At, uh, and uh, then what is the check loss that's been or the checklist? Hunter, um, keep us on schedule. You know how much we have and just fire away, friend. Go for sure. it. Let's go through a couple things. First of all, since this ad, as you can see from the screenshot, is just one small piece of a very long newsletter and it's inserted, uh, we looked at some of the other ads and there are probably some limitations to some of the things they can do. But one of the issues, if we go to the next page, we can get a close-up of the ad itself and see what some of the ideas that um, they could do a little bit better are. One of the keys would be for copy in a, in a newsletter that long, having a small ad space and a dull color, whatever the, the limitations are, the cover itself could be more appealing as far as a graphic, and the copy needs to have a lot more of the kind of credibility indicators that we talk about. It could have something that uh, that is a little more detailed than is this switch really easy? Is it incredibly simple? Is that credible, making this switch to electric actuation? Uh, what are the benefits? Can you quantify them with a percentage or an average dollar amount? What are cost savings or ROI increases that you could expect? Things that you might see on some of the other PPC ads that we've looked at in terms of quantifying. And the call to action itself, download the checklist, there's friction there. It's not nearly as uh, compelling as some other calls to action. Uh, either get your free checklist, see how easy it is to switch, things like that that would be more appealing and could bring the users not just into the ad but get them to click through in this long email into that uh, landing page. Hunter, just a note to Michael who submitted this page. Michael, the good news is just based on experience that we've had in the past with this particular ad design, I honestly think you can double click through uh, with, uh, with by fleshing out what Hunter's talking about, particularly by improving the appeal of the image and the copy describing what to get. And uh, But just know that that in itself could be very promising if you could double the click through to the landing page. Hunter, why don't you talk to us about uh, the landing page itself? Absolutely. If we can go to the next slide, we can get a close-up look of uh, and look at the landing page. Now keep in mind the headline there was make the uh, easy switch to electric uh, actualization. And when we get here to the landing page, there's actually no headline at all. It kind of starts with three bullets, quick and easy to install, complete kit sized for your application, ready to use out of the box. There's an image on the right-hand side with some of the, uh, I guess, some of the hardware that goes with it. There's a small software window. The problem is the the ad that we came through was for getting a free checklist. The image in the ad was a cover of a checklist, and now we're met immediately by this page with a complete disconnect. There's no headline, first of all, and when you look at the page itself, and some of the, some of the folks using the Q&A noted this as well, the top part, the orange part, is actually promoting something very different. The bottom part is promoting this checklist slash white paper idea, but the top part is actually promoting the product. So you've got a picture of the product, you've got no headline to tie it in together, you've got three bullets 
but I'm still not sure exactly what I'm doing here. I thought I was going to get a checklist, and now there's a product up top. And then we get uh, the bottom part where there are bullets describing the checklist, but by then we're already competing with the image on the right, the image uh, up top, and then the form, so the iPath is all over the place. One problem with the bottom section as well is it says what you'll find inside the checklist, and now in the bullet points it introduces the max force. So you've got an additional brand there. First we were talking about a checklist for electric actuation. Now we've got uh, Moog up top and Max Force product in the corner. We have a checklist. We have Max Force. There's Moog in the bottom corner. So there are a bunch of different elements flying around the page, and without a headline to tie them all together, they're just kind of flying loose and not necessarily directing people to the action. Just remember that, uh, and this is just to, for teaching, the, applying what Hunter's saying. Uh, underneath Hunter's suggestions is a kind of meta theory about people and how they buy and purchase. And when they arrive at this page, there are three things you need to answer within just a few seconds. The first one is, where am I at? And that's not clear because the image disconnects. The second one is, what can I do here? And that also is not clear because you're not sure. You can download this, this form, it appears, or this, 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 uh, this white paper, but the question now becomes, well, is that what I thought it was when I clicked here? And the third question is, why should I do it? And this is where we're failing. Uh, if you recall me teaching the conversion fulcrum, the weight of this scale is against this download because its appeal is outweighed by the negativity of providing all that information and even in the design and wording of the button. Submit uh, is the wrong word and then go to the download page which indicates that yet yeah, I've got to go to another page and click again before I'm going to get this and it sounds like a complicated process and probably it's just not worth it. Now, Michael, if the page is working good for you or working for you at all, that's good news because with these changes you can get a, you can get a serious increase. It reminds me of something we did with the uh, New England Journal on a, on a call like this, and they got a 300% increase in conversion on their, on their same kind of a form, a, down, a form where you basically lead gen form. I'm going to shift ahead and let Hunter talk to you just quickly about uh, the the next piece here, and that's the page that you arrive at when you click. And this page is, in my estimation, completely unnecessary. Hunter, go ahead, yeah. friend. We'll go through this real fast. This is actually, um, it's kind of uh, either an, an error or uh, an oversight. I'm not sure which one. You see the landing page on the left, how it has the field for name, company, email address, and then the submit and go to download, uh, download page, the problematic call to action. If you were to click just on the image itself above that form, it takes you directly to this download page on the right where you can, in fact, download the checklist without providing your name or your email address. Now, not everybody is necessarily going to stumble upon this, but it's one area that if people do click on that image, and some people will likely do that, you're going to be leaking some of those potential leads because they can just click to it and download immediately. So that's a hole that you might want to fill up right off the bat. Excellent, as, excellent point. As far as some of the other pieces that Flint mentioned as well, uh, the submit button and the call to action, that's a big one. And you're going to, if you fix that, it won't do you any good if you still have this kind of backdoor hole where people can click on the image and then just get the download and the checklist without giving you the information you're looking for. Excellent. And, and I, I would suggest for many of you on the line, 
don't be discouraged because I, almost all of your competitors are doing this wrong. If you just get this 50% better than you're doing it now, you're going to be twice as good as they are. And that's the key. Uh, there's just not even an acceptable standard uh, right now across the net. Our, our, our efforts are mediocre, and it's because we're trying to optimize web pages instead of trying to actually anticipate and optimize the thought process taking place in the mind of the visitor. Hunter, that's an excellent commentary on this. Gentlemen, I'm going to move us because I'm watching the clock, and I want to get to this next uh, one that will help many people. This is an on-site banner channel. That's where it's coming from. It was submitted by Kate. The organization is Intel, and the target audience is a reseller channel. And we've asked Boris, one of our analysts here who's been involved in many major uh, and very complex research projects, to come alongside and talk with us. And, Jimmy, feel free to jump in. Brian Carroll, feel free to jump in, uh, and, uh, or the rest of you, uh, that, as is appropriate. With that in mind, uh, here is the channel to the page. And uh, so we're looking at a banner ad, I suppose, that leads them. And uh, I need a little bit of uh, insight, Boris. They, they look like the same pages to me. Uh, what, I'm looking at the left, I'm looking at the right. What's the difference? Well, the first page is the directory page for uh, various reseller products from Intel. And the right okay. page on the right is actually a page dedicated to one of the products, the vPro, VPro technology. Now, the problem you have with that automatically uh, is uh, is an orientation issue. We'll talk about that later. For now, I need the audience to tell me. We're watching your comments. You you always uh, comment and and vociferously, and I'm grateful for that. But also, I, I we'd love to send you Brian's book. So give me some smart thoughts as you look at this page and tell us what's wrong. Someone says no headline. That's Ryan. No call to action says uh, Michael. Not clear what to do on the landing page says uh, uh, Dyke. Uh, Lee Ann says, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. This is a common issue, on the, and it was obvious as soon as you hit the page. Lacking headline in the photo, expect to read there since you were reading on the photo before clicking onward, Michael. No main call to action. Competing columns make it hard to figure out where to go or to read, says Mark. Way too crowded. Too much copy, says Alex. Boris, what do you say? Give us some insights. Also, well, looking first at the, uh, at the first page, uh, the banner is definitely the strongest element on this page because of its size, its color, its location on the top of the content column, and the key image of the person looking uh, forward. So if the goal of this page is to get someone to notice this banner and click on it, uh, you're doing a pretty good job. Now, <clears throat> also, it does a good job of clearly stating uh, what it advertises. That's the pro technology and tells the visitor what to do uh, by clicking on the banner to learn more. However, this two-part design, this banner, looks like it's two banners, actually. That's slightly confusing. In fact, it looks like it might be two different things being advertised, um, and so they will lead to, lead to two different pages. Also, that statement, benefits for every business, is very generic, so uh, there's no real value proposition expressed here um, on the, in this banner. Ideally, what I would recommend for testing here is to try to utilize any information you have about the channel of people coming to this page or even especially of the visitor because I suspect a lot of people will be logged in once they get to this page and use that information to customize the message for that particular vertical or that particular, that particular channel. So as opposed to saying benefits, say what those benefits are, and instead of saying for every business, I suspect VPro is likely not for every single business in the world, so you might want to specify, again, the most prominent uh, verticals that this technology will be pertinent to. Uh, 
I'm going to take us forward, but I want to ask my audience a question. This is an example of a professionally designed banner, and I, I, to Boris's point, because of the weaknesses Boris just pointed out, I think it's a very, very bad banner. The white text over the blue makes it hard to read. It's hard to make sense of the banner. It uses a significant amount of real estate, but only uses a small portion of that to actually communicate anything. My question would be, uh, and Boris, I'm going to move you to the next page while I'm asking the audience this question. Would you be interested in us doing a special program just on banner designs where we would uh, critique and teach you about the development and design of banners? I don't know how many of you are using banner ads on your own site or on other sites, but if that would be helpful, a lot of you are saying yes and absolutely and multiple exclamation points, but I need a lot of you to vote because I figure the, 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 I don't want the vocal minority to just to uh, sway my time. If you really believe it, just tell us, and we'll read your passion into how we plan for the future. Boris, look at the next page while we're letting people talk to us about that, and tell us how you'd make it better, friends. First, looking on this page, we need to understand the objective. You can see there is no sign-up form on this page, there is no download, and so on. So the objective on this page is really to get the visitor to continue reading and dig deeper to learn about this VPro technology. In that sense, it's a little bit different from other pages we'll be looking at today. So the objective is really to keep the visitor on this page to get them interested. Now, so we want to answer uh, three questions, or the visitor wants to answer three questions in their mind when they get to this page. Where am I? What can I do here? And why should I do it? Uh, Flint, you just mentioned that a little while ago. So let's look at where am I. Uh, the graphics at the top, because they're so similar to the banner that we just came from, uh, certainly establish continuity. Um, the, uh, the other elements on this page work against continuity. The law of the left nav, the header is a little different now, uh, different style, um, and the columns are different. However, the, the graphics, because they're so strong, they definitely tell you that you are where you want it to be when you clicked on that banner. However, the first thing that uh, we are missing here is that promise of benefits for every business. Uh, when I clicked on that banner, that's what I expected to see. I wanted to learn more about those benefits, and that is not something that greets me on this page. Uh, there's no headline that says here are the benefits we're going to explain to you. In fact, the headline is, is quite a bit down uh, the page after all these very heavy graphics. So the headline, even though it's more prominent than the, the content text, it's actually lost in comparison to all the heavy graphics that you see here. Now moving on to what can I do here? Uh, the images that are right below the, the primary graphic, uh, the woman with the chip in her hand, actually are navigation, but it's not clear because not until you read to the very bottom of this page do you know that those three images refer to different customer segments, and that's explained further down in the copy, but you don't know that immediately. So the fact that those images take up some prominent real estate at the top uh, is really wasted because you don't know how to use them until you read the entire page. So uh, the right nav here is useful, and it's easy to understand. So in that sense, uh, it's clear what we can do with the links there. But the left nav just disappeared, so that creates a degree of confusion. I just came from a page with a left nav. Now it's gone. Um, sometimes we'll recommend removing links, extraneous links from a page, especially when we want to focus a visitor on a specific product, and we just want the landing page to lead them to that purchase. In this case, because the visitor is here to explore, it's really not necessarily necessary to follow that rule, so we would keep the left nav just for consistency. Hey, Boris, uh, can I ask a quick question? The, the links that I see on this page, some of them are gray and some of them are blue. Is, is that uh, representative of uh, what's been clicked on and what hasn't been clicked on already, or uh, is there some confusion going on here? 
No, I think the, the gray text is just explanation. Those are not links. Are you talking about the right column? I am. I had no idea. <laughs> um, I'm going to make some more comments about these banners just because the previous page and this page, there is absolutely no value, whether for navigation or for the product or service they're offering in those banners. This lady right here is showing us the VPro chip, but at this point, it, it's who cares what it looks like. Tell me how it's going to help me sell these products exactly. or services. They're trying to impress me with some small little chip, and that's fine. That's good for, like, you know, press releases and media and whatever. They kind of, you know, that stuff gets spread around. But in terms of if I am a reseller trying to sell your products and services, gosh darn it, if it's not about me, I don't even want to look at it. So I see these banners. I realize that they're banners. I have no idea that they're clickable. The three below it, there's no value there either because the left is unmanaged, no IT. But that image does not tell me that. It's just in like an empty room with the lady in it. The middle one, self-managed, dedicated, internal IT, same thing. It doesn't say that. You'd be much better off with standard blue text links with underlines that said, you know, select your customer segment or, or even something as simple as that would get much better click-through. Jimmy just said something, but didn't explain it. And, and one of the things that I want to say there is you – you need to introduce that you want them to click on that. You need to introduce that there are options there, and you're asking them to select it. So using a headline, select which uh, Pro model is right for you, or select, which, select what you are most interested in, and then driving them through into, into one of those three options is going to be the best way to proceed. It's, it's, it's all very good information, and there's more that I think many of us could say. Um, and I, and I think I, I, Brian Carroll is being quiet, but, you know, Brian's expertise is not only on the front side of this, but what happens after someone completes that form. And all through this process thus far, we've looked at three of these pages, and the great concern I have is once they fill the form out, how do we nurture the relationship, establish uh, trust between the company and the individual, and, and, and cultivate a sales-ready lead. And uh, if you have not and I'm just offering this to many of you who are getting optimization help from us now, if you have not heard Brian on that particular topic, we did a special clinic. It's not, again, there's nothing here uh, for sale. It's on our website. You can get there at no cost. Look up Brian Carroll's name uh, probably in the search box, and there is a detailed clinic where step-by-step step we talk about a blueprint for optimizing not just the lead capture, but actually relate the relationship with the lead thereafter so that you can produce more sales-ready leads. Uh, Brian uh, did a brilliant job in that, in that program, and we have all that information available uh, for you, and you should get a hold of it. Brian, before I shift gears, Boris, you've done very well here, and, uh, I, you know, the comments uh, from everyone I hope are helpful. And I apologize again to those of you that have submitted the pages. We're passionate, but we're not troubling you. We understand in big companies uh, how it's difficult to get your pages right and even in small companies for sometimes different and sometimes similar reasons and we have pages in our own companies that we own that need to be improved and changed but uh, we're hoping honest commentary will truly help you. Brian, is there anything you want to add before we shift to the next one? I was just going to say from from knowing who your audience is, uh, the audience here is resellers and putting things in language that they understand. Um, the goal of this page is about being able to sell the vPro technology, but uh, what resellers and audience members are interested in is help them do what they're trying to do, which is solve customer problems and, and make money. And it's not clear to me how we're putting things in um, from a 
from a benefits language standpoint or just the general copy of the page isn't necessarily speaking to me from a reseller pers uh, perspective. So we have to go back to what our objective is in, in informing them with this page. Is it to drive volume? Is it to drive leads? Is it to drive more inquiries and support? And it really isn't clear to me on this page what um, or the sequence of events what what's uh, being done and how that ultimately serves the interest of helping your reseller sell. Hmm. Very good point. All right, well then uh, let me move rapidly. Before I do, in the audience, I'm moving to four right now, and we're going to look at this particular company submitted by Megan, uh, and uh, I'll talk to you about it in just a second. Uh, but quickly tell me, are we are you learning from this? Is this help from, from you? Is the pace good for you? Give us feedback. I'm listening very, very careful uh, to your feedback as we plan the rest of this morning to use it or this afternoon as, as helpful as possible. Uh, it's hard to get the pace right based on the different levels of audience uh, expertise. But the company name here is Spiceworks, submitted by Megan. The primary channel is an email newsletter. Uh, they focus on small to medium business IT professionals. That's the target audience. And Adam Lapp, who is an analyst with our team and has been involved on many, many projects, uh, I, is going to look at these pages with us and uh, we'll uh, participate as necessary. Adam, go ahead and talk to us. Uh, I have uh, the beginning up. I think on my left-hand side is probably the email uh, and on the right-hand side is the landing page, if, if, if I understand it properly. By the way, emails should not look like landing pages, and landing pages should not look like emails, but that's a different issue. Adam, go for it. Sure. Uh, this email has a similar problem to one that we reviewed before, that there's uh, so many different calls to action, and the one we're actually looking for is the life-size image, which is about halfway down the page. Um, so if you look at the, the actual headline there, it says, Life-Size HD Video Communications. Uh, but, I mean, that really doesn't inspire me to do anything unless I am specifically looking for HD video. And I think, Flint, if you want to go to the next the next slide. Yes. Um, I mean, what you're going to really want to do here is is pique my interest. Give me incentives. You know, give me something tangible that I'm going to want to click forward and get. Uh, for example, you know, get my free demo of HD video conferencing. Give me something tangible, something that incentivizes me to click forward. Um, and one other major point that we're going to see here in, on the next page is that there is a huge discontinuity between the actual newsletter and the actual headline that we're clicking on and uh, the, the content of the landing page itself. Um, the, the, the newsletter is communicating um, HD telecommunications, HD video conferencing, but we're, what we're going to see on the landing page is that you're immediately asking me to download something that I'm not even sure exactly what it is. I'm moving through these pages rapidly. Uh, Adam, continue, and Jimmy, just jump in as you need to, guys. Keep going, Adam. Sure. So, so previously, um, I clicked on information to find out about HD video conferencing. So I'm going to assume that I'm an interested uh, prospective customer, but the first thing you, you see on the page is do more, travel less, and, you know, get this with life size. But it doesn't mention anything from my original motivation of HD video conferencing, and it doesn't really communicate any tangible benefits. Um, what we're also seeing is that there is so much going on on the page. There's three columns. There's uh, navigation, there's uh, multiple 
calls to action. Um, there is multiple headlines and subheaders and paragraphs, and there's no clear logical fashion um, or guidance through the page from top of the page where I enter and where my iPath starts to one single objective that you want me to click. Instead, I'm finding myself um, going up and down, you know, left or right, um, just you know, digesting, uh, um, digesting the entire page in an uh, unsupervised fashion. Um, one of the Good. biggest issues that you're going to see is that uh, the button says download. Well, the entire body copy and headline is telling me that you want to give me a free demo. So, I mean, so what is it? Do you want to give me a free demo for HD video conferencing, or do you want me to download a white paper? And it even says white paper in the, uh, in the uh, click trail at the top of the page. So there's a lot of conflicting objectives between white papers, download, get free demo, and even when, when you click on the download bu uh, button, you're immediately hit with a registration path. So all of a sudden I thought I was going to be able to download some sort of free demo or white paper, you're all, all of a sudden asking me to sub, you know, subscribe or register for something that I'm not even completely sure what it is. So, uh, so you, go ahead. I just wanted to mention to to, uh, to Megan who submitted this. Megan, uh, the, the pages are clean and white, but the, the good news uh, from just the beginning things that Adam has said to us is the, the, the iPad on these pages is so um, uh, is so messed up that you've got a real chance here. To, to clarify the whole page and get greater results. Remember, this clarity trumps persuasion. And what you're lacking here is clarity. And it's the, a lot of this is because of the actual design of the page and the order of the things that you're presenting on the page, which is underneath a lot of what Adam is saying. Adam, I'm going to move rapidly, so just summarize for us any other main points, if you would. I mean, just to summarize uh, a few test ideas, um, you're always going to main, want to maintain continuity between the email and the landing page. That's the most important thing. And the best way to do this is in a headline. Um, for example, you're going to want to use a headline that con conveys the value proposition. LifeSize provides affordable HD video conferencing without draining your bandwidth. I mean, it's a, it's a good headline, communicates your product, and it piques your interest. You want to do an intro, uh, intro paragraph with your most pertinent value proposition information, and then your three most important bullet points you know, hit them hard with those bullet points, and an immediate call to action um, to download something specific. And you're going to want to make sure that they know what they're downloading, um, you know, throughout the copy, throughout the page, and on the on the actual call to action itself. Excellent, excellent. I would like to say more, Megan, or give uh, people more space. But as I'm watching our time, I want to take everybody on the phone up to the last possible minute with information that's actionable. And I need you to stay on to the end because I need your vote. Uh, your vote will be important here as we award both audience members and people who have submitted their pages. So let's look rapidly. Thank you, Adam. Let's look rapidly at American Trim. This is uh, submitted by uh, Nicole. The primary channel is a press release. The target audience is HVAC and supercharger companies. And, uh, and Aaron Rosenthal is going to uh, talk to us about this. Aaron, uh, compress your dialogue, but I know what you've got to say is really important, so give us the full load. Just say it as fast as you can, friend. Utility, Aaron. Utility. Utility. <laughs> <laughs>
I will do that. Uh, all right. So I think if we just go ahead and go to the next slide, this is this is a PR release, and it's sending traffic to a landing page. Um, and if we go to the next slide, you can see the PR release a little bit better here. I know it's very difficult to read all the content, but let me give you the context. And that's American Trim is announcing that they have a new white paper. The white paper is actually about the principles of protection, uh, documenting a, a new uh, corrosion-resistant coating. Um, so I don't know if that's actually, you know, extremely newsworthy, but but maybe it is. And and um, uh, they are releasing a white paper about this new, or I'm sorry, they're releasing a press release about this new white paper. Now, the first thing that I noticed in the press release is they actually have some links that, are, that look to be malformed or we weren't able to get the pages um, to come up for us. So the first thing, first things first, let's make sure that the traffic gets to the landing page and make sure you've got your links in there properly. A um, couple of other quick notes, and, and these are really only applicable if you are viewing the, the, uh, uh, the PR release on PR web, and I know not everybody's going to be doing that. But uh, if you look at the right nav, there are some attached uh, links and URLs, thank you, um, that you uh, as well as images over there. One even looks like a physical white paper, but if you click on it, all it is is an image. And uh, the other the other link that's down there at the bottom is just a PDF to the press release. It has nothing to do with the white paper. So there's going to be some confusion if people try to click on those and uh, and actually try to get to uh, uh, to the website. Uh, other other things are the way the PR web works. There's uh, there's an iframe at the bottom of the page, and it, it's not exactly clear whether this is an image or whether this is a, a white paper or what I can do on this page because of the layout and because of the amount of real estate that's uh, that's taken up with that graphical image over there. Um, if we go ahead and take a look at the landing page and progress the slides here, the first thing that you will notice on the landing page is, and bear in mind, I just came from a white paper in which the, the entire, or a press release, in which the entire article was about this new white paper. And when I get to the landing page, there is no mention in, the, in any of the headlines that this has anything to do with the white paper. In fact, all the content that is in the primary body does not talk about the white paper. It actually talks about this protective coating that the white paper is supposed to be about. So I get to this landing page and I see a headline, uh, and I see a, I see a subheadline, and I see some um, some bullet points and some information about this protective coating, and I get to the bottom of the page and there's this video there, and I think that that's all I'm supposed to do. I don't even realize that there is the the thing which is over on the left hand side. And again, just watch Aaron, watch your watch your sound. We just lost you. Aaron is saying that the form on the left hand side is completely absorbed. Uh, into the peripheral and lost in the iPad, and no one knows how to respond because of improper uh, emphasis in terms of the eyes. Keep going. Uh, not just not just that. The call to action that it uses on top of the form is for a webinar, not actually a white paper. That's right. So if, if you look if you look at the form itself, there's a small tiny checkbox at the bottom of the form that is actually for the white paper, and that's the only indication that I found on the the the, the form itself. For, for the actual white paper. Now there are um, some, there is some information at the top and, and some other information about the webinar, but I still, I, I still don't see anything else about the uh, about the white paper itself. So when I come to your site, you've got to greet me with uh, a matching continuity 
meet the motivation when somebody comes to this website and, and tell them tell them what about the white paper, how it's going to help them, and then drive them into a form where they can actually get the white paper. Um, I, I, I get to the site. I, I think I'm confused. Am I in the right place? Uh, I, I see a bunch of bullets and headlines about the actual coding itself, but nothing to do with the white paper. Not only that, I, I don't see on this page how that white paper is going to help me. Now, maybe you've done that in the PR release, but the PR release, your channel of traffic, should be intended to get people to the landing page and then let the landing page do the selling of getting them into the white paper itself. Um, I get to this landing page, and I almost I, I, I almost had to go upstairs and say, uh, say, are we sure we can't, you know, we shouldn't contact these people again and say, do we have the correct landing page for this particular offer? Because it looks totally unrelated to what the actual PR release is. Uh, and yet, it's, it's, and yet it's a common problem. Uh, Aaron, we see it all the time. It's a, it's a talking about transferable principles, and we're getting ready to vote. But listen, this what we call site flow disconnect or site flow interruption occurs over and over and over again. There's a principle called continuity. As you move from the channel into the website, there has to be continuity between the conversation you started in the channel and the conversation you pick up on the landing page. And Aaron's point is vital because to one degree or another, we rarely connect the two in a seamless conversation. And that conversation exactly. is occurring, of course, in the mind, but that's the key conversation and that's the key to conversion. And if you look um, at the conversion sequence itself, you'll see yeah. that the motivation is the most heavily weighted element uh, in the conversion sequence. And you're getting that so wrong that that is going to tremendously improve your conversion if you can start to get that right. Excellent point. All right, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm grateful for everyone's participation today. As you can see, I have uh, five pages on here. Don't vote yet, but in a moment I'm going to ask you to vote for the page which you think has the most potential. The page you think we ought to invest the optimization expertise in here to try and get a performance. We will not only try to help these people with a extensive review, we will also report to you back on their success and use the learnings from the redesign pages to try and teach you further uh, applications from what we've been talking about today. So we have these five pages and uh, I'm gonna take you now to the place where you can vote and the tech team's gonna open the polls. You need to select one, two, three, four, or five. One, two, three, four, or five. Just, well, you'll see, now it's just by name. Panaya, Moog, Intel, Spiceworks, and American Trim. Your votes are coming in. 59%, 62%. You're getting fast on the voting, good for you. 70% of the audience has voted. Keep going, let's give them a full, full validity here so we can truly help uh, someone. All right, all right, we're gonna wait for 3% more and we're gonna close the poll. Okay, let's close the poll and I will show you in real time the winner. And uh, along with that, I wanna talk to you about how you're gonna get your uh, gifts in the audience as well. So the winner is uh, Panaya or Panya, I'm sorry if I don't pronounce it right, I just don't know, it's, uh, uh, but it looks like Panaya, and uh, they have won by a mere 2% over Moog, and, uh, and uh, thus they do get uh, the optimization package, congratulations, but the four runners up also are able to get tickets to the upcoming experimentation, uh, the email certification classes, 
and or one of the other certification programs. We'll be contacting you to help you with that. And in addition to that, uh, we're going to be contacting members of the audience having reviewed the logs from today and selecting five of you so that we can send you Brian's book, which is a superb book on the subject of lead generation for the complex cell. I want you to know that I'm grateful for your time today. We've tried as hard as we could to make this as dense as possible with useful information. We would be very grateful for your continued feedback, and we're coming back again in two weeks with more information from our research. Thank you, and if you enjoyed today, uh, all that we ask is that you tell a friend uh, about this whole event and about the next one coming up uh, so that we can get them on the Marketing Experiments uh, subscriber list, join our community, and all of us learn from each other. Thank you.